Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here today. I am so grateful for you to take your time to listen to this podcast and to share the love or leave a review. All of those things help other teachers find this podcast. So thank you. Today, we are going to dive into four routines to set up this year to make sure that you are hitting on all the language domains. It's so important that you are daily and weekly focusing and strengthening your ELL students' language domains, but sometimes it can get overwhelmed to figure out how to do that when you're juggling so many things, right? So today, I want to walk you through just a few basic things that if you do this each time you approach a lesson or a unit, you will make sure that you are really doing some things that are really helpful and necessary for strengthening the language domains of your students. And then at the end, I'm going to share how to bring it all together. And that's really where the special sauce happens. That's where the, the power happens is when we're not doing all these standalone types of things, but when we can really bring a lesson together and hit on all four domains within that lesson, that's where our students really find success. All right, so before we dive in, let's just quickly go over what the language domains are. Our language domains are listening, speaking, reading, and writing. And a lot of times you're going to see them grouped in interpretive domains, which are listening and reading, so things that they are taking in, and then our expressive domains, which are speaking and writing, and that's what they're outputting. So a lot of times you'll you'll see them grouped that way, and it's easier to know what strategy you want to do or what routine you want to develop depending on which domain you're focusing on. Are they taking something in? Are they outputting? Why do routines matter? 
This is a great question because I know I have talked a lot about routines on the podcast recently, and this is because it is really, really important for you and for your students. For your students, it really helps to lower the affective filter when they know what is going to happen, when they see a lesson and they already have a framework built in their mind of, okay, when we do this type of lesson, here's the steps that we're going to be doing. That helps those students, your ELL students, really start to feel comfortable in your class when it's not, you know, a scattered, all over the place, chaotic type of lesson and they do not know what's coming. That's where they're going to feel more afraid. They're going to feel, you know, a little bit more anxiety because they don't know what is to come next. But if you set up routines, then it is going to help them feel comfortable and really know how to engage and respond with the work that you're having them do. It also helps us provide accountability. We know that the days go so fast, the years go so fast. So we want to make sure that we are hitting on the things that matter and strengthening the language domains is your role. That is the purpose of your job is to strengthen those language domains to support them in both language and content. And so this, when we set up routines around the language domains, it really helps to provide us with the accountability that we are giving our students what they need. And then it also helps our students just save some brain energy, (laughs) which helps to take off that cognitive load of both trying to figure out what's happening, worry about what's coming next, and then also engage with the work that's in front of them. We want to remove those exterior things and really help take that that weight off of them so that they can really and deeply engage with the work that they're doing right in front of them. And you're going to see that as you build these routines and use materials that create a natural structure they are going to really engage and succeed. So let's dive in to our first domain, which is our listening routine, okay? And just quickly, I wanna share this quote from Vandergrift. It says, he says, listening is the initial language skill that children acquire, and it forms the foundation for language development. Research indicates that effective listening contributes to better learning outcomes and cognitive abilities. In the context of ELLs, active listening supports the understanding of speech in varying contexts, accents, and speeds, which is crucial for their language acquisition process. And this is so true. This is so necessary. I think sometimes we skip over the listening or we just expect them to gain the listening skills because they're always, you know, they're in a classroom for many hours a day hearing English. So we think, oh, well, they're going to get listening that way. But we really want to spend the time focusing on listening, develop active listeners because it directly connects to the success of the other domains. So this is so important. Even just learning language in my own experience, when I listen to a native speaker, I start to pick up on their accent when I am speaking. It's so important to really develop those listening skills. So let's talk about what this looks like. All right, so the routine I want you to encourage you to set up is every time you approach a new type of reading, I want you to give your ELL students an opportunity to pre-listen to the text or passage because this helps them to already just hear the whole story, the whole passage ahead of time. It helps them to understand better. It helps them to engage them when you're ready to teach it. It helps them to already have that those mental pictures because they've listened to it once. Maybe they listen to it at a slower rate Maybe they listen to it in their native language. That's okay. And that's actually helpful sometimes. 
giving them the opportunity to pre-listen to a text or passage is really going to help set them up to be active listeners when you then teach the lesson. What does this look like? I want you to give your students a chance to listen to the passage. You don't need to include the text, but I do encourage you to include, include pictures so that they can follow along with the story that's being told. This might look like you you know, having them take it home and do this the night before. Maybe you're going to give them a YouTube link that they can go and listen to the book that you're going to read tomorrow online. Keep it simple. There are amazing platforms out there like Immersive Reader, Google Read and Write. Those are just two that I highly recommend because what you can do is you can take that passage, you can upload it into, let's say, Immersive Reader. Now you can assign that to them to read and you can slow down the rate of speech. You don't even have to do the the reading. It will read the words for you. You can even change the translation right there in Immersive Reader. And so doing something like that really is going to help them gain that background that you are hoping that they're going to have, gain that insight, gain those connections, and then be able to engage when you then go and teach that passage, read a read aloud, all those types of things. With a read aloud, again, like I said, just go find on YouTube, find a video of it already being read aloud. See if you can slow it down. Have them listen to it before, maybe right when they come in that morning, you have them do it before you're going to get to the book later that day or the day before. This is really helpful for your students. You can also record a QR code and put it on, you know, a passage if you have time to do that. You could do something where if you are familiar with Canva, they have a translation device as well now. So again, you can upload any paragraph, any passage, throw it in there, and then you can translate into multiple different translations. So there's just a variety of ways that if you start to make this part of your daily routine when you're planning and thinking, okay, how can I give my students that opportunity to pre-listen to this text before I go in and teach it? You are going to see the results really strengthen your students' listening comprehension, which like I said before, directly impacts the other domains. Let's move now on to speaking routine, okay? Speaking is essential for communication. We know that. I took many, many years of Spanish. You've probably heard this before if you listen to previous episodes. And I moved abroad and could not speak because they didn't emphasize using what I was learning in application, in speaking opportunities. So this is so crucial. We want our students to be speaking daily. Some don't want to speak. Some are nervous about speaking still. But from Gibbons, she says that for ELLs, practicing speaking skills is crucial in developing fluency and improving pronunciation. Research shows that providing ELLs with ample speaking opportunities greatly improves their language proficiency and confidence. That was my big issue. I went and studied abroad. I did a summer in Spain. I got there and completely just had no confidence that I knew what I was saying. And it really, I had overcome that barrier, overcome, really humble myself and say, you know what? I'm going to make mistakes. It's how I will learn this language. We need to create in classrooms where our students know that that's okay. That's expected that they will make mistakes. And that's part of learning a language. We need to really start emphasizing speaking every single day in ways that are not putting our students on the spot, but they're just going to naturally know this is the expectation and it's going to help me improve speaking English. 
a routine I want you to set up for this is to do a daily speaking and writing because, you know, there really kind of depends on the student level you're working with. So this is why it's great because you can scaffold either doing speaking or writing warm up. And so what this looks like every day, begin with a picture prompt. This can easily be differentiated by level. I encourage you use funny pictures to get engagement, use pictures of things your students are really engaged in, use pictures that connect to your content. So if you're in the homeroom classroom, if they're doing a unit on plants, find a really intriguing picture about plants and have them, you know, point out vocabulary, put the words in a sentence, talk about it, ask a question, see if they have any connections to it, compare and contrast. All those things can be done with one picture and they are applying different speaking skills to that one picture. The beauty of this is it helps provide an opportunity for students to work on a variety of vocabulary. That's the big thing is we want to be giving them opportunities to use both social language and academic language. And then the other beautiful thing with this is it helps their brains get ready for the day. You really want to give them that warm-up get them starting to speak and do it quickly so they know, okay, this is five minutes, I'm gonna be doing this, and now I'm ready for the day. Like I said, some tips for this, use funny pictures, use content-related pictures to front-load vocabulary, but this is such a great routine to set up that can be used with all different grade levels, all different language levels, and easily can be scaffolded depending on the group you're working with. So again, just start to get in this routine yourself, start to focus on this when you're doing lesson plans, and it will start to run very smoothly as the year goes on. Now let's talk about reading. Reading, we could talk about reading. We've talked about reading a lot. We have a lot more to talk about reading. So this is gonna be a very, very simple routine. Reading is a fundamental skill for academic success and lifelong learning. So I know that some of you might say, well, I'm not a reading teacher. I haven't been taught how to teach somebody to read. But the reality is we need our ELL students to become literate. We need to focus on building those literacy skills so that they can have success. So whether that's your role or not, reading plays a big role in working with English language learners and really boosting their reading skills. The National Reading Panel emphasized that teaching reading comprehension strategies significantly improves understanding. And for ELLs, learning to read in English also supports their overall language proficiency. So there's so many connections that's happening when we really strengthen their reading. So what does this look like? I want you to front load vocabulary. And I think, I know you're probably thinking, well, I do that. So let's talk about how do we select the vocabulary that you should be front loading as you're approaching, you know, a text that you're going to be reading, that your students are going to be reading or a content unit that you're going to be supporting them on. I want you to look for the relevance and the frequency of the words it's very easy to pull out those content words, okay? Those those tier three words, because that's, we're pretty sure, you know, if they're talking about plants, they need to be focusing on what photosynthesis is. And so they're gonna need some vocabulary and some pictures and some definitions about that word. But with our ELLs, we really want you to have a variety of vocabulary that you're front-loading. And so I want you to focus also on tier two words. Sometimes with your newcomers, you're going to be focusing on tier one words because they don't have that foundation yet. But with your more, you know, levels twos and ups, you're going to want to be focusing on a variety of tier two and tier three words. Tier two words are really important because they are more abstract and mastery will really increase the reading comprehension, the reading skills. When you're going to preview a text or you're planning out a unit or you're trying to figure out which vocabulary to pull, pull a few content-related vocabulary words, those two or three words, 
but then really look for that relevance and frequency. Find those words that have good root words that you can take that word and you can then talk about multiple ways that that word is used depending on prefixes and suffixes. Pull out some of those tier two words that are really abstract that when you give explicit instruction on them, it's going to help them really gain understanding and comprehension around this word. This helps to build the framework and background students need to make connections and develop reading skills. Front-loading vocabulary is a must with a picture support. Be mindful of the vocabulary that you are targeting because one, we don't want to pull too many. I would say six, around six each time you're approaching something new is a good number. So that's why you want to be really mindful of which vocabulary words you're front-loading, but do that every single time you're approaching a new unit or a new reading passage. And then last, we're going to end with our writing routine. So writing is a powerful tool for communication and self-expression, but with our ELLs, writing is usually the last domain that's developed and the one that they least like. There's a lot that goes into writing from, you know, hearing the sounds in your head, if they're still translating in their head, translating applying the sounds they know, really that fine motor skills, that connection from the brain to the hand, the the penmanship, there's so much that goes into writing. So we want to really set up routines that make writing enjoyable, make it fun, take that pressure off of our students to have to sit and write on a blank page, okay? So the beautiful thing is for ELLs, writing provides a chance to practice language skills at their own pace which is really beneficial to them. We want to give them that extension piece to now work on that application. Like I said, we want to always be focusing on speaking and writing to output what they've been working on. What I want you to focus on this year, the routine I want you to focus on is to strengthen a sentence. We want to get down to the sentence. We want to focus on a good sentence and really hit on sentence variety. We are not trying to push them to write a five-paragraph essay with using same simple sentences over and over. If we focus down on a sentence, that is when you're going to have your students succeed in writing. So pare it down, focusing on a sentence. And this routine is called strengthen a sentence. So you want to use a picture. It can be the same picture prompt that you're using for your speaking warmups. That's the beauty. Reuse that picture prompt. You're going to have each student write a sentence. Okay. So they're going to look at the picture, write a sentence. Then you're going to have them pass their sentence to the person next to them, and you're going to have the student strengthen one part of the sentence. Maybe they change out one word. Maybe they add in a word. Whatever it is, they're going to strengthen that sentence. Then have them pass it to the next person. Strengthen another part of that sentence. Pass it to maybe three or four students, and then have them share out and read their new sentences and see how it took it from one simple sentence and where it ended up. Why did the sentence improve? What kind of things did they add that made it better? Those types of things are really helpful for our students to visually see what does it look like to change the sentence? How do I play around with the words that I'm putting in the sentence? How do I focus, you know, what is syntax? How does that help when I'm writing sentences? All of those things are really helpful and necessary when teaching our students to write. But when it's done in a fun way, like this, then it helps them to one, not feel like, oh, it's all the pressures on me to write a good sentence. And two, it helps them to engage with their their peers, work off ideas with each other, have those discussions. It's a really powerful way to build in a, a writing routine that's very easy, no prep. It could be done with whatever topic you're talking about. 
and it's really engaging for the student. So begin with doing this together and model it so that the students can see what does this look like to strengthen a sentence. Give them different ideas, really explicitly teach this, and then as you build this routine up, your students are going to really catch on and begin to know what to do when you do your strengthen a sentence routine. Now, this is great, but I know the magic happens when we put all the pieces together. So I'm going to walk you through an example of a lesson that covers all four domains easily. This is going to help you when you're lesson planning. It's going to help you add these, these routines in each week or every other week, depending on your schedule. And it's going to help you come away knowing that you're hitting on and strengthening all four domains with the group that you're working with. So what you're going to do is you are going to choose an anchor. Your anchor is going to be a book, a read aloud, a passage, a text, a podcast, a video, anything that they can listen to and then work off of. The more you can do this connected to content, the better, but sometimes I just love using read-alouds that are ones that my students get to see themselves in and have a good message and give good discussion, so that's that's a great thing to do too. So choose your anchor, and from there, you're going to first let students listen to it beforehand. Maybe let the whole class just listen to it without interrupting. That is a really helpful skill for them to just listen and start to make some sense of what they're hearing. Then you're going to read that passage again or that book again. And as you read it, you're going to stop and you're going to think out loud. You're going to be modeling what this looks like as you talk about what you're understanding in the story, um, maybe point out a vocabulary word here or there, maybe point out a mentor, you know, a sentence that you want them to focus in on and talk about the grammar that's in it or the way that the sentence is written, highlighting just a few things. You don't want to, you know, stop so frequently that they lose track of the story. You're going to model and think all out. Again, they're working on the listening domain in this, and you can give them opportunities to talk with each other as you're modeling and they can respond. So you're really working on listening and speaking in this part of the lesson. Then you're going to give your students an opportunity to respond right away in conversation. This might be in small group, might be in partners. It could be as easy as a think pair share, or it could be, you know, a little more set up where you have conversation questions already laid out. They're going to go back to their tables, work in a group and talk about those questions and share out, but add in a conversation piece right away so they can really take in what they heard and respond. Then you can choose based off the group that you're working with. Maybe you want to have have them do a reading passage that has the same type of theme or the same topic as the book that you read, but this one's at their level, so they're going to be doing that independently, reading, working on those reading skills, working on comprehension questions, all of that kind of stuff. Maybe you're going to be focusing on some vocabulary development during this part of the lesson, and so that's another area that pulling out some of those vocabulary words that they saw in the text and then explicitly teaching them here. Maybe you're going to work on some grammar practice. Again, pull them out, find things in this text that you can pull out, use that text as an example, showing them that grammar skill in context, and then doing maybe a quick mini lesson on this grammar practice, having them do some practice on their own. So that part you can scaffold depending on the group that you're working with. And then the last thing is to write about it, okay? So we always want to give them that opportunity to write and to apply it through writing. So this might be doing something like strengthen a sentence, write one sentence about the book that we read, and now pass it to a friend and let's strengthen it. 
It could be just they're, you know, responding to their, their favorite part of the story. It could be you could give them different scaffolded writing prompts and see and let them choose which response they want to do. There's a variety of ways that you can give them choice in what they're writing about. But the important thing is that you're giving them that opportunity to respond through writing. So this type of lesson plan covers all four domains using one anchor. It helps you to plan easier and it helps you to make sure that you are hitting all the different language domains. I hope that that was helpful for you to hear how to bring it all together. I'd love to hear if you are doing this in your classroom and implementing this type of lesson plan. If you're looking for resources, we have this all laid out for you in our Unlocking Language Through Read-Alouds. We we take one read-aloud and then we do this exact model. We already give you the vocabulary to highlight as you're reading. We already give you the conversation cards. We give you different practice pages depending on what you want to do with your students. We give you some scaffolded writing prompts. It's all there in those activities. So you can find those either in equippingells.com or we'll post the link to the TPT store in the show notes if you want to just purchase those read-alouds. Now, to do a lesson plan like this, the easiest way to plan for this is when you know what to expect with the students that you're working with. If you are unsure of what your students can do because of their language level or which domain you're targeting, we have some expectation charts for you that we want to make sure you have in your hands so it makes lesson planning even easier. We break down by domain and by language level what to look for and how to provide support. So you can go and grab that in the show notes. It's free, all for you. We want to make sure that you're set up with knowing what to expect so that you can have an easier time planning lessons that meet their needs. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.